This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, does planning for retirement bring out the stress in you? Well, you're not alone. On today's show, we're going to highlight six potential stressors that you want to avoid. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. We are cruising through retirement. Kevin Brooker, of course, is here, and uh, he is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative, Silver Leap Financial, 30 years in the business and uh, recently vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Feeling good about it. Uh, right, yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, so you talked about stress uh, stressors and trying to avoid them into retirement, and, and I'll tell you what. I think the closer people get to retirement, the more freaked out they become. Thank goodness there's guys like you who can help us, you know, traverse that uh, that trail, so to speak. Oh, hey, I appreciate that, Steve. And uh, yeah, there, there's no question. There's a lot of issues that come up, you know, and, and I'm facing them too. I'm 56. And uh, and being that this is what I do for a living, it's impossible, you know, not to be having the same conversations about my own status, right? Of course, of course. And, you, you know, and, and so what? one of the things that we like to do uh, one of the various first things that we always like to do when we sit down with somebody, of course, what we want to talk about are income and expenses. And then, of course, the balance sheet, right? The personal balance sheet, which is your assets and your liabilities. Right. And and so we're going to go through everything. And, and then what we're going to do is figure out, you know, how much income you're going to have in, when you have retired. Right. Uh, and then we want to make sure we have sufficient income to cover all those expenses. So that means we're going to put together an income plan. It's one of the first things we want to do that I recommend. Uh, is putting together a plan so that you know where the money is going to come from, uh, at what time, and how you're going to get it. So, do people do people are people surprised when you say I want to put an income plan together as far as one of the first things you want to do? I think some people think it just sort of happens. You, you know, you know what? Actually, some people are surprised, and uh, <laughs> even, even more so if you go back. It really a lot more people started talking about it like in the last year or two. Of course, um, you, you know, and. Uh, but I think I think some people they they don't give it the I'm gonna you know they don't give it the attention it deserves right I'm, mm-hmm. I've I've said many times that I think a lot of folks pl- spend far more time planning their vacation than they do their retirement and you know and your vacation might be a week or two weeks whatever it is uh, but it's you know a lot less than your what probably thirty in the year, scheme of things retirement. it's it's barely a drop in the bucket <laughs> it's totally a drop in the bucket you know so it's unfortunately a lot of people don't find it real exciting and I just don't know why. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, I, I I certainly get that too. But I I think the challenge, and and really certainly that's your challenge, but also as a as a potential client, the challenge is to sort of embrace that income plan and understand that that is how we survive. Those are that income plan is how we get to do the things we want to do. Oh yeah, it's it it's your paycheck, right? That's what right. it is. It's your pay it's your paycheck in retirement, and and that's exactly that's exactly what it is. And and I'll tell you what gives me a lot of comfort working with with folks is that when we put it together, then they can see, you know, in black and white, you can see where it's going to come from, because uh, not only just where it's going to come from, but you see that we've got a plan in there that's built into the plan is, is uh, how are you going to offset inflation? In other words, how are we going to make your income go higher over time 
because we know your buying power only goes down, right? Your everything that you buy, you know, becomes more expensive over time. Or maybe maybe there's a few things that don't become more expensive if you want to talk about computer chips and things. But uh, for, for budgeting's sake, okay, for budgeting's yeah. sake, you know, we know that we're going to need more money over time to buy the things that we want to buy. Well, and yeah. so what you know, so what we got to what we have to do is we have to figure out how we're going to get those increases in income along with making sure that they're guaranteed. Absolutely. And, and you know, you talk about inflation and I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do the grocery shopping in my house and uh, I'll tell you what, inflation's hit the grocery store, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I know. I, you know what? I don't actually spend. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I see it in the ads. Let me say it that way. Right, I, can yeah. tell, I can tell from the sale ads, you know, of the meat prices and things like that. Uh, that the prices, you know, they're going, they're going up. And I think, you know, and I think it's only started, it's only just begun, unfortunately, because, um, you know, with everything shutting down last year, uh, that when we had, when we first got hit with COVID, and, and if you remember, a lot of factories were shutting down, a lot of businesses were shutting down. And now that's being felt in everybody with that auto companies and a lot of companies that are struggling to find computer chips, speaking of chips, um, those are in demand right now. And you can't, you know, if you want to buy, I guess if you want to buy a new truck, you're on a, you're on a waiting list. It's because they can't get the computer chips because of the shutdowns from last year. So wow. what I'm talking about are the, are the ripple effects that go through the supply chain and across the economy that are going to be felt, I think, you know, for prob- for quite a while, I, who knows how long they'll be felt. But in other words, I, I don't think we've, be, I don't think we've seen, we haven't seen the end of the inflation. I think inflation is starting to pick up. Um, the government thinks that it's going to be, you know, they say transitory. So hopefully it should only last a short period of time. But I think for the next couple of years, to me, it looks like that's those prices are going to come through because, you know, like uh, the, that ship in the Suez Canal, they're holding it ransom for like a billion dollars. <laughs> so, jeez. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and these things all impact what we buy and sell, every, you know, what we buy every day. We might not think about it, but it's a component in the process. And uh and and a lot more things have a lot of stops around the world as they're built. It's amazing. It's like some of the computers, they could they could be in you know in twenty different, thirty different locations around the world be, between the time they start and the time they finish building that laptop for you. And it sits on your desk. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> That's right. So it goes back to income, obviously. And and as you said, we've got to have increasing income, guaranteed increasing income. Uh, to make sure that we can yes. you know, keep up with inflation and keep be able to buy the things that we want to buy and, and, you know, just have fun. Again, it goes back to fun. I, it goes back to fun. It goes back to cash flow, right, which is that paycheck that when we have this in place, you know, you're not going to worry about what you want to do because we put it all in part. Of, it's all a part of the budget. It's all in the budget. You know, we want to include, you know, your your greens fees along with your anything else that you incur, whether it's for fishing or maybe it's your boat expense or whatever it is you're into for recreation, all that needs to be included in the plan, right? Because you're not going to work. So, you know, in theory, you're enjoying yourself doing whatever recreating you want to do. And we want to make sure you've got the money coming in every month to pay for it. And so I like to make sure the guaranteed sources of income. Uh, I do work with clients that, that use, you know, stocks and bonds, you know, the broker's investments for income as well. Um, You know, but that, that may or may not be the right plan. The clients that I have that do that, um, one thing they like to tell me is they could lose everything in the markets and they'd still be fine. So as long as you have that guaranteed income, to me, that gives you the peace of mind and, and the knowledge and the comfort in knowing you've got everything covered. 
And, and so I like to get that covered first before I even think about putting money in the stock market, let's say. Sure. And, and so as we're talking about income and, uh, and making investments, I mean, we've got to have the right investment returns in order to make that work. And that's not a matter of playing the market. That's just about being smart about the market. I think, I think it is. Yeah. And I don't, you know, one, one thing when you use that phrase play in the market, to me, it seems like it's more, you know, one, it makes it seem like a game, hence the word oh, play. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, and it's a serious thing. I mean, this is money we've all, we've all worked hard for, you know, and nobody likes to see, nobody likes to lose it. And, and so one thing on that note, you know what guys, we are basically sitting at or near all time highs for the markets. We're within a couple hundred points, you know, for the Dow and we're within maybe 2% for NASDAQ. But we're within one or two percent, essentially, of the all-time highs for the stock markets. So what I'm saying is that now, right now, this is when, when the markets are near their highs, this is when you need to take a look at your portfolio and say, "Am I taking enough, Am I taking you know too much risk with any of this money? In other words, is there part of it I want to keep it safer? I don't want to expose it to the risk of a loss. Or maybe you sit back and you say, you know what? Maybe I should have more money in the market. There are some people that aren't taking enough risk, in my opinion." With their portfolio because they are conservative, but uh, sometimes you can be too conservative, and so it's it's important that you you uh, you sit with somebody and have a conversation and make sure that the portfolio that you think you have is actually what you have. In other words, a lot of folks that I've sat down and met, they thought they were much more diversified and much more conservative than their brokerage portfolio really was, and and so one of the things that we can do is you know we can we can do an analysis and go through and look at your portfolio and help you figure out you know like let's say what what would happen if there's another geopolitical event in the middle east you know if there's if if a war starts in the middle east or something or or whatever it might be we can input those scenarios and and these computers they'll run through the probabilities right and so they give us the odds that of what'll happen to your portfolio and a lot of times, I'll tell you what, people's eyes open up because they have no idea how much risk they're taking with their account. Sure. Well, I like the fact that, you know, you do that that stress test, if you will, within the portfolio. And, and you like you said, it's very eye-opening for folks to be able to, to see it in black and white. I mean, it's, it's, it's math, and that's really all it is. It, it is. No, no, no question about it. And, and, you know, some people will say, you know, they'll come in and from the very beginning, they say, you know what, I know my portfolio is messed up. And they realize it. So in some cases, it's not a surprise. Um, it, 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 usually what it is, is a lot of times these things get put on the back burner. And, you know, I, I've met a lot of people that say, yeah, they've been meaning to do this for some time, but they just, you know, think life, life comes up, right? I understand. And, sure. Yeah. And they just haven't gotten around to it. But, but what I'd encourage you guys is just, uh, you know, uh, give us a call and let's set up a conversation and let's talk about it because the sooner we get these things started, the better off, you know, the better positioning we can, we can put you in. And with a lot of these vehicles, you know, the difference of, of, let's say, one year of, for instance, owning an annuity, let's say we use an annuity for income for you in the future. Well, that extra year will get you extra money in your retirement. That'll put more money in your pocket in retirement. So the reason why you might want to start a little sooner is if you have any income gaps and we decide we want to fill them with something guaranteed, the more time we have to do that, the more money you're going to get paid. Sure. So, so that's what that's one of the reasons it's better to start sooner than later. 
800-975-6717. That's the number you can call to get in with Kevin. Or you can text him silver to 21000. Put silver in the body and put 21000 in the two, and Kevin will get that. It's also 800-975-6717. I like what you said about being too conservative. I mean, that can be as detrimental as being too risky. It, it, it really can, you know, because because like we talk about, it's all about inflation. And, and in, in other words, you know, however much it costs for you to pay your monthly expenses when you're 65, you know, is very unlikely that it's going to be the same when you're, let's say, 75. And I promise you, it won't. It'll be much higher by the time you're 85 and so on. And so we, we all know this. We see it all the time. And personally, I uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't necessarily trust the government estimates when they come out with inflation and they say, oh, it's up 2.2%. I say, well, feels like I'm paying a lot more than that. Well, yeah, 2%. I mean, uh, I think the price you know? of gas went up more than that in the, yeah, in the last six or seven months. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the problems with, for instance, on the Social Security calculation, when they do uh, that cost of living, not to get too much in the weeds here, but they use an adjustment for cost of living that's based on urban dwellers, right? And and so it's based on city living. And and I don't think it reflects accurately the status of a lot of folks that receive that Social Security check, you know, n- nonetheless. So in other words, they can play with they can play with what they measure and that distorts the numbers is what I'm saying. Sure. So, but but we know prices are going to cost higher. We're going to cost more, right? Yep. And, and so we've got to have a way to increase your income, you know, and, and sometimes I think people focus too much on just that first year when they retire without thinking about where things are going to, how about five years from now, 10, 10 years from now, what about 20 or 30 years from now? And, and I think that's really important as guys, especially if you're married and I don't, and I mean, uh, whoever has the higher income, um, that, you know, is, is, uh, uh, let, let me, tr- what I'm trying to say is whoever should pass away first, the, the survivor is going to get whoever received the highest income. And, and so one of the reasons why a married person might wait to collect your social security is because they're thinking about that survivor benefit. And so um, this all goes into the income plan as other things we were talking about, but, but I just wanted to mention it. Uh, well, yeah, but that, that, but the social security, I mean, I know that yeah, we, we could spend hours talking about that, but it, but again, it's such an important decision and something that needs to be discussed with, with you, with our advisor, to make sure that we are making the right decision, to make sure that we are maximizing that that benefit that we worked so hard for to complement the rest of the money that we've saved. That's that, that's it exactly. And guys, and this is all part, you know. And I keep coming back. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to I'll move on to, to different topics. But there's a lot that I'm trying to say that comes back to that income plan. Right. And 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 of course, your social security is a key part of that, right? Yep. Um, but it's just that it's only a part of it. And, and if we want, we want to be smart, right? We want to minimize your taxes. So we want to make sure we're drawing income from the appropriate source. Maybe, you know, for instance, the big question is, well, when do you tape your, when do you start taking money from your Roth IRA? And I'll tell you what, I think personally, I think that Roth IRA is something you can use very strategically uh, or perhaps tactically about when you use that money, because that's the tax-free money, right? Yes. But the, you know, so, so it's nice coming in tax-free, but then on the flip side, you say, well, damn, you know, well, that's less money I've got growing for me tax-free. Right. So, I, so I hear both sides. <laughs> okay. So, I, I mean, I, are, do you encourage you know, people to use that Roth money later rather than earlier? You, you know what? It, okay. Well, in an ideal world, I want to use some of it. Chances are in the, in the mid to late 60s. And then I want to c- kind of drop back, you know, minimize a little bit and save some of it for later on. Okay. So, so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use the best of both worlds, you know, but it's – it's something that that I personally think working with an advisor can be very advantageous for you guys 
if you're in your early or mid 60s and you're trying to figure out these different income sources, when to retire, when to collect Social Security, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions that you have to make and and uh, will be making in your 60s that can have a long term impact on on your income plan for sure uh, and your financial situation overall. So I think that's a critical time to be talking to an advisor to make sure that you know what maybe maybe you're not leaving some money on the table. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717, or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. Regardless of somebody's portfolio, we could still be still happy to sit down and talk to you and answer any questions you have. And, and I think at it, when it's all said and done, you're going to pick up something. It's not going to be time wasted. You know, you're going to get some information, maybe some ideas you haven't heard before that you might be able to put into place now or maybe a little bit later. Um, but I promise you, I'll give you some ideas that you haven't thought about before or different ideas in terms of how to evaluate, you know, what you're doing or, or how are you going to do it? And, and so, so no, everybody, you know, doesn't feel the same uh, about their portfolio. Maybe some things have come up along the way, but that's also something an advisor can help you out with. You know, because for instance, there there are tax breaks that people can get. You know, on uh, for instance, your prop your, on your property taxes. You know, there are tax breaks if somebody doesn't have uh, if if it's based on income. So depending on your income level, maybe you can get a freeze on your property taxes and at least save you from getting hit and get, getting hit with inflation. Right, we were just talking about sure in, in, on your property tax bill. Um, you, you know, so 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 there are things that advisor can help you with, can answer any questions. Uh, you know, r- regardless of what level you're at. Um, you know, as we're putting together the plan, um, you know, and we're figuring out the income that we talked about earlier, we're going to have to be making assumptions, though, right on the investment return. And that's I know Steve was alluding to a minute ago that um, it can have a critical impact if you make the wrong assumption on the growth of your portfolio or of your income plan. You know, if you assume, for instance, you're going to make eight or 10 percent a year, that might be a problem later on. In fact, I'll promise you it's most likely going to be a problem because, <laughs> You know, we're going to have a year where we lose money. We might have a couple of years where the markets go down. So that's one of my questions for everybody is, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, uh, um, I don't I don't know. There's, there's a tide about, you know, 
uh, when the tide goes out, you see who's been swimming without their shorts on. Warren Buffett said something, or somebody said something like that. It's yeah, yeah. It, it basically basically means when things are good, it's you know when things are good is really not the issue. We're gonna do fine when things are good. We want to make sure we're still doing fine when things are bad. Yes. And and so what I want to make sure people think about is you know what if the market tanks for a couple of years, let's say we go down three years in a row, like in 2000, 2001 and two thousand two. If that happens, are you going to be in a situation that that you're comfortable or are you going to be stressing out because the market has dropped too much? And if, if it causes you any stress or anxiety, seeing the market drop like that, then chances are you've got too much money at risk. And so one of the things we want to look at is how much money you're keeping safe and guaranteed and protected from any losses versus how much are you risking? And then we figure out, is that is that a good is that a good number for you? Or maybe you could hit your goals without taking as much risk. Because that's something else I do find a lot is that people, a lot of folks are in the market to make like 6% returns. And guys, you can do that without taking, you know, market. I, I can show you ways to do that without taking any market risk at all. So so we want to make sure you're not taking more than you have to. Absolutely. And, you know, also working with the, with someone like you, Kevin, I mean, you're independent, you're fiduciary, got a lot of experience as opposed to, you know, some brokers out there who are out there trying to make a buck. And I don't fault them for that, but it, it's, they're making a buck, uh, uh, you know, off of you and, and they're not really concerned like you are with the overall plan, with how they're going to get from A to B. They care about giving you A and see ya. Yeah, that, that is, unfortunately, that's a, a sad part of this business that a lot of guys, a lot of advisors or agents, I should say, they, you know, they've got an agenda and they, and they're going to, they sell it, they recommend the same thing to everybody. And, and somehow they justify that the same thing is appropriate and is a great investment or suitable or perhaps the best investment for everybody. I don't know how they do that, um, you know, but I don't, you know, I, I, I like to put together a customization, a, a customized plan. And, and I think that's the best way to serve everybody. I think there's numerous products that are available, just like every industry, you know, like I always mention cars, you know, there's sure. how many, I don't know how many different car brands there are, but. There are there, you know, just one brand can have a dozen different models, it seems, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and so there's, uh, you know, 31 flavors we used to say, um, you know, so there's a lot of different things that, that you can do, but a lot of advice, there's a lot of expenses, for instance, people pay inside of like their 401k plan that they don't know about. Yep. There's a lot of, a lot of expenses people pay in their, uh, in, in their annuities and a variable annuity contract, you could have up to three or 4% expenses that you're paying. You know, that that that's a pretty high bar. In other words, you've got to make three percent just to break even on that policy. And, you, you know, so when you look at a market that's average about what, maybe eight, nine percent, depending on the time frame you use, you've taken out three percent out of that is a big chunk. So, you know, there's a lot of things we can look at to make sure that you're you're, you're not uh, paying more than you should, um, you know, that you're not wasting money, that you're not taking too much risk. And, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it's important you know, that we do the review and the analysis to make sure. sure that we know exactly what we have. So once we've got that plan in place and we're actually in retirement, all of a sudden, you know, because because we've been it's just been drilled into us for our entire careers. I've got to save, got to save, got to save, got to save. OK, I'm in retirement. I've got to spend some of this money. That's stressing me out. I don't want to do that. And and you could miss out on on so much and so much, yes. so many fun things. But do you what? run into people like that? Oh, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely run into people like that. And, and uh, it, it's actually surprising. And, and the book that brings me, reminds me of the millionaire next door, if anybody's heard yes. of that book. Yep. Um, and, and what this is, is a very, you know, just 
sum it up real quickly, it's basically somebody that you don't think has any money. In other words, they live in a house that's very modest, very conservative. They probably drive a car that's 20, 25 years old. And it's not because it's a classic car. It's just an old car. It's just an All old right? car. Yep. It's just an old car. And they've, and they've got the same clothes collection that they've had for the last 40 years. And, and so they don't spend any money because everything they have everything they need. And, and that's what I've always heard is they have everything they need. Why should they change it? Um, their kids a lot of times will say, Dad, why don't you buy a bigger house? You could have such a nicer house because they stay in the same house they got married in. And, sure. and you know, from a financial standpoint, they've done fantastic. And, and I've met people that have millions of dollars saved and they never made more than 50 grand in a year. But they've got, you know, two, two and a half million dollars put away. Yeah. And, 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 and now it can be a problem if it, if it does prevent you from enjoying you know, the people and the activities that you care about, that you want to be around. And, and if it keeps you from, you know, buying the plane ticket and flying across the country to see your grandkids or, you know, something like that, then, you know, then, then I would say that's going to be a negative. Um, the, the, I guess the flip side to that is that if, if, it, if there are people you don't want to be around, then I guess you don't have to spend the money on Problem it. solved. Um, <laughs> problem solved. There's, not a, there's no problem here. Um, you know, but I think I, I think that the the point being is that we are in the accumulation phase and we're so st- stuck that we want everything to grow the, to grow the accounts. It can be really hard for people when they get to that distribution time, uh, which is I, which is what I think of as as you get further and further in retirement. Um, I'm going to say that the first several years of retirement are actually a combination of the two because if you're like between 65 and 75, I you know what I I I want to see growth in the portfolio as well as you know distribution needs taken care of. Um, maybe when I get persons in their mid seventies, you know, to I think to start spending down that portfolio can be very uncomfortable for some people because they worry about running out of money. Sure. Well, and and again, it's the kind of thing, and you know, it's like we we're talking in the notes here. It talks about all of a sudden you're eighty five years old and you haven't done anything. And the time yeah, you hit eighty five, then you don't even want to do anything. You know what? You probably don't feel like doing it when you're 85. So, yeah. so you certainly don't. You know what? What I what I and that's that's a big part of the reason I'm going to bring this back to the income plan, guys. I'm going to say if we can set up your income properly and make sure that you've got enough cash flow every month coming in that you know is going to be there, that it gives you the that should give you the security and the peace of mind to do what you want to do, including traveling back and forth. You know, if it's flying back and forth across the country or whatever it is, we want to make sure you're doing what you can so that. By the time you know you're in your mid 80s, that that you feel comfortable that you've done everything you really wanted to do, I guess you got um, no regrets at that point. You don't have you, exactly. You don't have the regrets, and you feel like you've done all the traveling that that you wanted to do, and uh, that that for sure. To me, it comes back to the cash flow, and you know. So if we have money saved, one of the things we're going to look at is what do you have put away for long term care, for instance. Oof, that's a you biggie. Know? You know what? That can be a very big one. It does happen to a high percentage of people. Uh, hope you know everybody hopes it doesn't happen to them. But I'm going to say that's one of the, the. After I come up with the income plan, what what I'm going to want to tackle is looking at what you have for long term care. Some people choose to self finance. You know, if they've got over a million put away, then a lot of times, you know, they feel comfortable they can cover it themselves. And that's that's everybody's decision. But we just want to make sure you got it covered. But I think when you've got the income covered and you've got long term care needs covered then you can feel confident, you know, you can do what you want and whenever you want to do it. And that's really what a, that's really what a successful retirement is all about and why it's so important to work with, like you, a, a fiduciary, an independent advisor who sees the bigger picture, who's done this a time or two, and gives, I think, 
as a, as a client or as someone that's going to retire, we need to feel confident about what we're doing. No and question. That, about and that's it. what you can bring to the table, that confidence. And I, I, that's one of, that's one of the many things that I, that I hope I can bring to the table. And, and I'll tell you that once, once we go through the process, you're going to have the confidence because you know, we, we've gone through the process. And, and, it, and in other words, we do have to put a little bit of work into it, guys. Um, I, I, you know, it does take a little bit of time, but it's really no more than a few hours overall. Um, and I, and I'm just telling you because I, we all know that we've got to do this, but you know what, but if, by spending that time wisely now, by going through everything, looking at everything, you know, income, expenses, assets, liabilities, we'll put it all together. We'll come up with a plan. And at the end of the day, after we've gone through a few meetings, you know, and you can, you know, wipe the sweat off your brow, if you will, that it's, it's done. We took care of it. You got the plan. Yeah. And then, then, and then it's just a matter of sticking to it. And then, then of course we come back, we're going to have to adjust. It's not going to be executed. It's never exactly as we anticipate. So we adjust and we, and we, we recalibrate, we reallocate if we have to, and, and we make sure you're on track. And, and I think going through that process and is, is what's going to give you that confidence to know that you've got everything taken care of. And, and so that's, that's really what I'm going for is that everybody's comfortable and taken care of. And that's, and I think that's why my clients have been with me many, many years, uh, is because they are comfortable. They know that I'm here to answer the questions and, uh, and they know if they call me, I'm going to call them back. So I want to, one thing that, that, uh, you know, you, you don't want to blindly believe the financial advisor that just says everything's going to be okay. Yeah, of course. You know? Hey, don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. I've got you covered. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause that's, that's one of the mistakes and that can cause stress, right? Oh because my gosh. Yes. You know, if you don't have that plan or if you don't understand the plan, you know, then, then, then I'm going to say it's not okay. Exactly. And, and, you know, and give me a call. I'll be happy to help you out and answer the questions. But if you're paying for advice, you should be getting it. Yeah. And that, incl- and that means calling them, calling somebody back. I, I generally, I try to operate under a three hour rule. And what that means is if you call me, I could be in a meeting for a couple hours. Um, but I'll, th- I'll I, 90% of my calls are returned within three hours. And, um, you know, maybe that's not, uh, it perfectly for everybody, but that is how that's, that's how I operate. I call everybody back within a few hours. I answer the questions and I try to be responsive. And if you're not getting that from the person you're working with, then I, then you need to look around and, uh, it all just starts with a phone call. Just give us a call. We'll be happy to have the short conversation and, and you can see if you want to take it further, but it doesn't cost anything. There's no obligation. And uh, we'll keep it stress-free, I'll tell you that. I like the stress-free part. 800-975-6717 is the number, folks. 800-975-6717. You can also text Kevin directly, text SILVER to 21000. And as we start to go through this, I want to mention the kids. And again, you know, love the kids, but sometimes the kids are needy, and that that can upset the apple cart if you let it. Yes, that, that is a hundred percent right. And, you know, and, and that's something that I, I, I run Actually, that's something I've learned throughout my career that I see, I see, and I have seen a lot more than I actually ever expected to. Um, and that's p- people that are giving, in my opinion, they're giving too much money to their kids. And, you know, I think it's an easy trap to fall into. Um, I've seen a lot of kids that are still dependent as, a, as adults, you know, I'm, I mean, north of 25, so 26 and older, Yep. that are still dependent on their parents. Um, I've, I've, I've ran into several situations where the, the kids are actually in their 30s, some are even in their 40s. And, they're, and these are fully capable people. In other words, these aren't special needs people, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a unique situation. They don't have a handicap or something like that that they 
in my opinion, they truly need that assistance. Um, and, and so I've, I've seen a lot of parents and grandparents that'll, you know, they call it a loan, right? Loan, loan them money. Yeah. Their, like you're going to see that back again. You're, you're <laughs> not going to get it back. Is there a loan document? Okay. Do you have a document that says or a promissory note or something? Yeah. It, you know, guys, chances are you're never going to see that money again. And it can, it can seriously hurt your retirement. They could have been a low stress retirement, but if that wasn't included as part of the plan, now it could now it could cause you know more than just a speed bump, all right? right. Because at you know because at that stage, you you don't have you, you don't you're not working, and so it makes it that much more difficult to come up with that money at that point. You got to be disciplined, and you know what I always say to say to my clients is just blame me. Tell them your financial advisor just said you can't do it, and if they've got a problem with it, they need to call him. Right? So, have you ever you know, had those conversations? I've never had a child call me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I've, Mom no, and I've dad never got actually, the message across. I, I, I don't, so I don't know if it's a bluff that they believe or, or what they think it is, but uh, I've actually never had a child follow through on that. <laughs> and so, so I, I really think it's just, I don't, it's just important that we don't, uh, you know, that you don't give too much away because, you know, their chances are they're not going to be able to take care of you um, down the road. And you want to make sure that you've got enough put away to take to take care of your needs. And, you know, we always say, I always like the analogy when you get on the airplane and you're sitting down, you're putting the seatbelt on and they're doing that safety demonstration. Yep. And they always tell you, they always tell you if the plane, if there's trouble, we hit turbulence, plane starts to go down, you're going to see this oxygen mask fall from the ceiling. And it's important that you put it on your own face. You take care of yourself first so that you're able to take care of those next to you. So you take care of yourself before you save your child to make sure that you're able to, right. to make sure you're able to save, right? And, and I think it's the same thing. You got to make sure you're covered first. Now, if, you've, if, if we've sat down and you're a client of mine and we've gone through this process, then we've gonna have, we're going to have the income. You'll have the cash flow there. And now if you tell me ahead of time, hey, Kevin, I want to make sure I include money for little Stevie here, then we can put her in the plan. And then you're covered and you don't have to worry about it. Just make sure you don't give them more than that. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. exactly. Just stick to the plan. <laughs> well, but but that, that's the point is, is you can include those gifts. You can include, I mean, you know, yes. giving money to your kids or your grandkids. I mean, I understand that, giving them money to be able to, to see them enjoy it while you're still right. here. And, and you know what? And the reason I brought that up is that we do, uh, when it's discussed ahead of time, we put that in the plan. You know, because I get I get that. I understand that, that you don't want to, you know, many times as part of the planning, the other thing we do, of course, we cover beneficiaries and where the money goes after somebody passes away. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, it go, you know, when they're married, it goes to the spouse. Okay. Sometimes it can be different if they're on a second marriage or third marriage or something like that. Um, maybe some money goes to kids from an earlier marriage. But, but in other words, we take care of the wealth transfer, Right. We're taking care of where the money goes as a later date, but a lot of times people say, "Kevin, I'd like him, I'd like to see him enjoy the money too." You know, I want to see them see the benefit of it, and we can put that in the plan and we can structure it so that it goes. You know, I've got a I've got a client, for instance, that we she set up. We, we've got a private scholarship that was set up in her husband's name, and the money goes to fund two PhD candidates in Israel, actually, and um, and and that so there's a number of different ways we can set up plans, but in other words. You know, money can be funded. We can set it up so that you have money to fund a scholarship. You know, it can fund a charity. It can go to your church. It can go anywhere you like it. But we can also set it up as part of the plan so that you can give the kids, gift the kids the money while you're living and you can see them enjoy it if that's what you'd like to do. 
Absolutely. And, and those are the kinds of things that make it fun for you to be able to, to help folks put those plans together and, and to help them succeed into retirement. Because, I mean, you've certainly done that a time or two. Yeah, you know, no, no, no question about it. You know what? A lot of people like to do they like to buy them their first house. I've had clients do that. And, oh wow! You, you know, and obviously, if you're in that position and you can do that, I, I think that's a fantastic gift to give them. Oh, One sure. that they're going to enjoy. They're going to raise their family in, right? Your grandkids yeah. are going to be raised there. I, I, I think that's and because the money that will save them. Like I mentioned earlier, the clients that I have that that never made more than fifty grand, but he's got almost three million dollars now. Mm-hmm. The reason, he, one of the key reasons he did that is because he never had a mortgage. He built his first house, never borrowed a penny. Wow. And saved every dime he made. Good for him. So no debt. And it's amazing what you're going to accomplish. <laughs> With no, yeah. Wow. Well, you always make me think, Kevin. I like that. All right. I I do my best. best. Well, I mean, again, as long as there's no smoke. Well, yeah, but again, I think it's, you know, what we've been talking about today, you know, basically that income plan and and just how that is the centerpiece of a good, solid retirement plan. So, I mean, and it doesn't matter if you've saved, you know, 500,000 or 5 million, it's still the income plan that's got to come from that. It it is. And it doesn't matter at all because, you know what, the 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 guy that has 5 million, He's he's spending a lot of that money, okay? He's, yeah, right, right. His, his the lifestyle he's accustomed to has got a high rate of cash flow. You know, yeah, his monthly obviously. cash, right? Yeah. So so he needs that income plan just as badly as somebody you know with a with a half million dollar portfolio. We all. My point is, we all need an income plan. We what whatever the numbers are, you need to have a plan. Even the biggest multi billion dollar trillion dollar corporations. They're not winging it, right? No, they're <laughs> they, not winging it. <laughs> they, they know every dollar, where it's coming and where it's going. And uh, so I think the least we can do is make sure, you know, follow those practices. And it's going to, because that income plan, I do think it's key. I think it is the number one key. And I think just that in and of itself would give you the peace of mind to enjoy your retirement, knowing you've got money coming in every month. I like the sound of that, Kevin. And, and uh, that pretty much is how we can leave it this week, huh? I think we leave it right there. Think about think about that about that monthly check you're going to receive. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and, invest- security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.